Hi, I'm Ashley C. Ford, and this is Into the Mix, a Ben and Jerry's podcast about joy and justice, produced with Vox Creative. Let's get into it. I'm the queen of bounce. I represent for the culture of bounce music and New Orleans. I'm Big Frida the Queen Diva, your best <laughs> believer. What pronouns do you use? I use both, he or she. Um, I can answer to both because I know who I am. Big Frida is a bounce music icon and a champion for New Orleans culture and cuisine. I'm talking charboiled oysters, fried ribs, beignets. I need me a little piece of fried chicken with a little cornbread and a little red beans on the side and a little collard greens. She's seen the city through the highs of festival season and lows of Katrina and the storm's devastating impact. But New Orleans isn't just defined by its food and its location along the Gulf Coast amidst concerns about climate change. New Orleans is also an epicenter of culture and of sound. From tap dancers with homemade tap shoes in the French Quarter to big brass and high school bands throughout the popular parade routes, music is alive and a heartbeat of this historic city. Your city probably has its own sounds, too. I know that despite some of our bad PR in Indiana, Indianapolis has some of the best, smoothest jazz you can find on a Friday or Saturday night. But in the Big Easy, sound is part of that city's history. It connects past, present, and future. Whether it's the iconic second line, the church call and response, or the first drop in that bounce record you love. And when I say Frida's voice is one such iconic sound in the fabric of New Orleans, it's really not an overstatement. That bold voice grew up on a street called Josephine in New Orleans' Third Ward. Well, that's where I started at in music, you know, at an early age, and I wind up joining the choir. It was my safe haven to get out of the hood of New Orleans and off of Josephine Street. So what was your church and church choir like? Because I know you have that background. That's where I kind of started with the gospel music. I've had moments where the pastor would have to preach on the topics that he had to preach on that that talk about homosexuality and so forth. But even in those times, my choir director will come right after the sermon and and reassure me that God loves us all, you know, and, and put her arms around me and hug me and, you know, So they nourished me and they protected me and they were my support system um, through it all. And they knew that song was your blessing. If they didn't know, it seems like they found out real quick. Oh, yeah. You know, and (laughs) they they did. What were you singing? Anything. I would just hit a note coming around the corner. (laughs) When I was going to my auntie house on Jackson Avenue, we would alarm her that I was coming. I would just go, whoa, (laughs) like from way around the corner. And she knew that that her nephew was on the way. She said, boy, I heard your ass (laughs) way around the corner. I know you did, girl. That was my bird call to let you know I'm coming. 
So I used the voice for so many different things. You know, at, at the time, um, I would be in the club, going through the crowd, right on top of the music, over the whole music. Everybody know that's Freddie in the club, you know? <laughs> so that was my signature um, calling um, in New Orleans. It, it kind of transferred over to bounce music, and um, I kept the call. That call and the courage to use it transformed not only Big Frida's world, it continues to elevate the genre of bounce music, bringing the sounds and rhythms to a newer audience. When the beat drops and Frida's call hits, the combination is legendary. And I don't use the word legendary lightly here. Big Frida is an essential figure in bounce music. Her undeniable voice can show up when you least expect it, like in Beyonce's Formation, which I'm sure you've heard and already know. I feel like even though there is a long history of bounce music there in New Orleans, you are a bridge to that music for so many people around the world. Talk to me about NOLA bounce music. Well, you know, the first thing how I define bounce music is up-tempo, it's heavy bass, it's call-and-response type music, it's ass-shaking music from New Orleans. It was an underground hip-hop thing that was, you know, in New Orleans for so long. So I have to imagine that some of your first encounters with bounce music were absolutely like, I oh mean, my God, unbelievable. New Orleans may be a big city, but it's a very small community. Even the local hometown celebs had day jobs. DJ Jubilee worked at my high school. So, you know, it was it was crazy that like the King of Bounce works at my high school. So we get firsthand to see it, hear it, you know, see him every day. And um those moments were were epic moments. That that's when I was learning about bounce music, learning the sound. I would be upside down, flipped in the gym when it came time to the school dances. You know, <laughs> me and all the girls twerking on the floor, and I'm the girl responsible for making it. You know, get out to the world even further. There were many that came before me, and there will be many that will come after me. Like you say, I am the bridge that helped to to put the flavor out more into the world, but also just to put it into a format that was acceptable. Because they always look at it mm. as profane or ratchet or very vulgar, and I polished it up. I gave them still me, an authentic New Orleans, but I also learned how to put a little polish on it just so that we can get it more into the mainstream, just so that everybody can love it and everybody can do it and enjoy the dancing. And that's what that's what bounce music is. It's a great big New Orleans party. In my experience, New Orleans is a place that is great at celebrating the self. It is. So that's what it's about for me, having a good time, bringing the party of New Orleans all around the world. 
the celebration of life isn't just in the streets in New Orleans. It's like in y'all's blood. Like it is. Okay, I have to ask this though. Do you have a sweet tooth? Oh, baby, pecan pie, coconut pie, sweet potato pie, um, lemon pie, lemon cake, chocolate cake, yellow cake with chocolate icing. Oh, baby, I eat it all. And of course, there's beignets, dough, and powdered sugar. Mm. Okay, so tell me, how much pride did you get in seeing? bouncing beignets, seeing people eating it, seeing people raving about it. I mean, because I know you know. I know you know what tastes good. I know you wasn't about to put anything out that didn't represent the city right. Okay, so, uh, girl, I don't know. Back in 2019, Big Frida had an idea for an ice cream flavor. Vanilla ice cream, caramel, and of course, a beignet. So how we did this was... Me and my publicist, we, we thought of the idea. I said, I want to do an ice cream. So right. one day, I was just like, you know what? We had made the carton that it comes in. We put my face on it. We put the flavor on it and everything. And we just put it on Instagram. I said, tag Ben and Jerry. Ben and Jerry's noticed and got in touch. So, you know, me and Ben and Jerry collaborated on presenting the ice cream and, and, and doing all of that. And I was very blessed to be able to have their support and also helping with, you know, some of the nonprofit things that I do here in New Orleans to provide a better lifestyle for the children of New Orleans. Ben and Jerry's created the ice cream flavor and gave people a taste of it at one of Frida's favorite NOLA nightclubs. Unfortunately for us, it was a one-time thing. But they used this opportunity to let people know about No Kid Hungry, a local nonprofit that feeds kids in New Orleans. Big Frida shows up for her community. And Ben and Jerry stands up for their values, too. So, yeah, it made sense for them to find one another and to do it in a way that is both education and celebration for a purpose. You have to celebrate life every moment that you get and every day that you get because so many of our kids, we are losing them through so many different other things. When she says that we're losing people through so many different things, she's talking about gun violence. The homicide rate in New Orleans is one of the highest in the country and has been for decades. Most of the people lost, 90%, were killed by firearms. After the break, we'll talk about what Big Frida is doing about it. He he was Aquarius just like me. He was outspoken. He was he was a bunch of joy. You know. He also um, you knew how to speak his mind. In 2018, Big Frida lost her brother Adam after he was shot and killed. And Frida is a survivor of gun violence herself. 
The bullet that struck her in a random shooting in 2004 is still lodged in her arm. I still fight with it every day because the bullet is still in my arm. You know, I thank God every day that I'm able to still tell my story and, and still be here and to still live my life. Gun violence is a problem in this country, an epidemic. It's a problem in New Orleans that has touched a lot of families. In 2021, the city of New Orleans saw 218 homicides, the first time since 2007 that the city recorded over 200 murders. The problems feel deep-rooted for Frida and serve as a personal reminder that every loss was felt by someone else. He was my brother, and I, I miss him dearly. We were very close growing up. You know, just us three growing up, him and my sister's a year apart. I'm the oldest. So I watched him from a baby coming into this world until, you know, so it. I was the, the first babysitter, you know, for them after mama. One of the things I, I, I love about being an oldest sibling is that you really set the tone um, for the sibling culture in your family. Were you together when the Katrina storm um, happened. When the storm hit, we were all at my house. And when we got around the Superdome, Adam went one way, I went one way. We said, we're coming back in 10 minutes. We never saw Adam come back. And Adam had them went with his friends, honey, and went, you know, at next thing I know, Adam was in Texas working and doing all kind of stuff. I'm like, boy, what the hell? Where <laughs> did you go? You know, that's some that's some young. Yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. <laughs> Enough for me to choke him when I got to him. I was so mad with him. We were so worried, you know, because so much was happening and we didn't know what was really going on in the city. There was no way to communicate. Girl, we were we were I was losing my mind every day. It's wild when you're an oldest sibling, how much their lives <laughs> affect you. Most definitely. After Adam died, Frida found that creating helped her process and grieve. She wanted to use her platform to raise awareness about gun violence, so she made a documentary. Frida Got a Gun is about her personal mission to end gun violence in New Orleans. I wanted to do something to not just to help me through my process, but to help other families through their process. And how can we help the children of New Orleans who have to go through these these things that they're going through and, you know, they're seeing their older brother, their older cousin, you know, their older friend, the boys in the neighborhood carrying guns. How can we fix this problem? How can we get the guns off the streets of New Orleans? How can we save our black young men from this problem that has been going on for decade after decade? What kind of things can we do? What do you think the kids in NOLA specifically, when you think about what's going to keep them off the streets, what's going to help them lead the lives that you and I know that they're more than capable of, how do we do that? How do we make sure they just get what they need? The most important thing is us coming together as a community. It takes a village to raise a child, and it takes even more people to help protect all of these children that we keep on losing. And um, it's important that we, you know, support a support system. Every kid needs a support system. They need somebody they can run to, somebody that can tell them yay and nay, somebody that can tell them when they're right and wrong, somebody they can cry to and laugh with. They need all of that. 
In her own life growing up on Josephine Street, Frida saw the seasons change, the neighbors come and go. Eventually, she saw her beloved city of New Orleans go through its own transitions, for better and for worse. All of that change made her think about the role of elders, the stewards of our communities. I couldn't go a block away without somebody saying, boy, you better not do that. I'm going to call your mama. <laughs> and they yeah, would. And they would. Right, right mm-hmm. while you right there. Mm-hmm. So much of the old rules have changed because we're losing so many grandmothers and mamas that has been raised old school. You know, and a lot of times right now it's kids raising kids without any guidance. We need guidance in order to save our kids. And the community is the only one that can do that. When you have that kind of, that that mothering instinct, that when you are that mother figure, you're a mother for so many people. Yes. Um, and for people who I know you care about deeply, people who it don't matter, blood, not blood, it's yeah, like I you're my hard. family because I chose you. Yeah. It has to be devastating to lose people to something as senseless as gun violence. Orleans police are investigating at least a dozen shootings and so far no suspects have been named. And those shootings claim the lives of six people. Oh my God, it's it's unbelievable. You know, it takes takes so much from you and, and, and so much out of you when you see people that you love be hurt, you know, for nonsense. And it be the simplest things. And I know that when Adam passed, it changed the way you used your platform and what you decided to focus on. Oh, yeah. Um, Organizations that come from people who know the area, who love the area, who love the people from the area, and who want to see them get exactly what they need, not just what they think think they ought to get. <laughs> yeah. And that that's what it's about. We we need more people who grew up in the community, know the struggle. If you haven't grew up in the hood, you don't know how to handle the hood. You have to have somebody on the inside of the hood to help you bring the hood together. The work Big Frida and her organization does is focused on improving community outcomes across New Orleans. From working with the state of Louisiana on COVID awareness to partnerships with Upturn Arts around arts education, Bounce Up collaborates with these and others to help kids in her city. Frida is investing in her community. Unfortunately, Not all cities can rely on their federal or local governments to invest in a similar way. Let's not even talk about the money we're pumping into policing right now that could be going elsewhere. Critical community resources, like the ones Frida actively supports, are often going underfunded. And it's not okay. So Frida steps up. And that kind of effort and energy would take a lot out of anyone. It's important to take care of yourself, to make sure your spirit is cared for. Want to know how Frida does it? Pray and push, baby. You got to pray and you got to keep on pushing. If you're not healthy, you can't do nothing for you or for nobody. Because you can't pour from an empty cup. I know that for sure. 
You can't. And that's what I use. I just use, you know, my vision of, of, of what I see and what I can do to help improve what's around me. That sounds like New Orleans. This sounds to me like you're a mother and a fairy godmother. It sounds to me like there are people who are benefiting from Big Frida just being around and they don't even know where it's coming from. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why they call me the Queen Diva, baby. <laughs> Queen Diva. <laughs> Queen Diva it. fairy godmother. <laughs> For Big Frida, community is at the center of what she does to impact change. The message she shares is through music and showing up to help support causes that make a difference for young people, including getting guns off the streets of New Orleans. Caring starts block by block, making real change that can help improve not only your own life, but your neighbors' lives as well. Like Big Frida, Ben & Jerry's knows that investment in critical community resources is key to thriving and healthy communities. Ben & Jerry's has been working to help transform public safety in this country by dismantling highly ineffective and violent policing practices and working to replace them with stronger investments in areas like inclusive education, healthcare, counseling, and job training. Centering the Black lives as well as the communities that have been disproportionately the most impacted. Want to learn more and take action to bring some justice, equity, and joy into people's lives? Go to action.benjerry.com change. That's action.benjerry.com change. Into the Mix is a Ben & Jerry's podcast produced by Vox Creative and ABF Creative. The Vox Creative team includes executive producer Anu Subramanian, lead producer Jessica Glazer, production coordinator Veronica Guiti, and production manager Taylor Henry, and associate director of client success Ryan Phelan with additional assistance from Gabi Grossman. The team from ABF Creative includes head of production, Wanda Reynolds, executive producer, Anthony Frazier, and producer, Mike Biseglia. This episode was written by Ken Miles with help from Gary Swaby. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Chris Mann, assisted by Jean-Claude Canal. Original music by Israel Tutson, fact-checking by Girl Friday Productions. The Ben & Jerry's team includes Jay Tandon, Jay Curley, Emily D'Alessandro, and Chris Miller. Special thanks to WWLTV. I'm Ashley C. Ford. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.